Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Money Matters with your host, Gary Goldberg. For over four decades, Gary has been helping people navigate their retirement portfolios. That was nine presidents ago, and the Dow was at 800. Through the ups and downs of the markets, our country, and our daily lives, Gary has seen it all and provides real money management for real people. Because after all, money matters. Now, here's Gary Goldberg. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Welcome to the program. I flew back from my home in Arizona to uh, my home and office in New York. And why am I telling you this? Well, first of all, I'm available if anybody wants to have a conversation with me face to face, but I'm really focusing on the fact that I flew on a commercial airline and it was packed. It was packed. There were no seats available. The world is coming back from the pandemic and people are perhaps throwing caution to the wind. I looked at it as a money manager would look at it and I said, okay, are the airline stocks going to continue to do well? Because they have done well lately. And how does an airline stock do well? It does well because of capacity and also what comes to the bottom line as a result of capacity and fuel costs and food costs and everything else that goes into running a business. Well, I will admit I flew up front. I flew um, in the first class section and I kept my mask on all the time. And I'm not uh, saying that I flew first class for any pompous reasons, but I am telling you that normally you get a menu, you get beverage service, you get all of the luxuries that you pay a premium for. I received a miniature tray with three cheeses, and I would quite frankly say uh, they were one step above Velveeta, and uh, a little string of grapes and a cracker. This was the lunch meal. No menu, no, you know, service of any kind. Now, the flight attendants were lovely. The flight was terrific. But I'm talking profit margins. Profit margins. They're making money on the food service. And I did have a layover. I flew from Arizona. I flew uh, into Charlotte and then Charlotte, Newark. The next leg of the flight the um, abundance of beverages it included, uh, well, I had a cranberry and apple juice and a cookie. <laughs> so if you want to look at the bottom line of airlines, and that's the message here, uh, they're making money on the food side. Now, we all know that on the energy side, fuel costs, they are very high. But what you may not realize is airlines play the futures market. They trade in advance of price movements in energy. So I would assume that the airline stocks will do well in view of what I just described. They're not necessarily paying these higher fuel costs now. They are saving money on food costs. Then the bottom line question 
is if we're talking about it here on Money Matters, is it already baked into the pie? We have heard that passengers at this point in time, as we are in the Memorial Day weekend, are packing the airports. We are now over 90% of the 2019 pre-pandemic figure in terms of U.S. passengers flying, and that is very significant. So a little heads up. It sounds great. The airlines are making money, but is it already baked into the pie? The airlines have come a long way since the start of the pandemic, but the question for you is whether a lot of that progress has been already priced in. The risks still remain of a pandemic. Let's face it. We have the Olympics coming up, and who knows what kind of spread might evolve from the July Olympics in Tokyo. You have to decide, have all of the positives been factored in already? It's hard to predict that the airline stock prices will continue to soar in the months ahead. For long-term investors, you have to look for potential turbulence. I think you need to just understand what the risks and the rewards are. I'm trying to give it to you here on Money Matters. Money Matters is a show for education. Obviously, I would love to meet you and give you advice and uh, have a relationship in some ways with you. And many of you have taken me up on that offer, a free second opinion. But I have focused Money Matters for 37 years now on educating my listening audience. I am very proud of the show. I think I have done a wonderful thing in giving you alternative approaches that you uh, may not be hearing from your investment advisor. I obviously have a lot of experience, and perhaps your current advisor does not. So once again, I do invite you for a second opinion on your portfolio. There's no course, there's no obligation. We can have a FaceTime meeting. We can have an in-face, face-to-face meeting, I should say, in my office, which is just over the Bergen County line, just over the Mario Cuomo Bridge. You can make an appointment. I don't charge. I ask you to bring in your tax return, so perhaps I can point out some tax savings that you might generate from the fact that I will look at your tax return. Ask yourself, has your advisor looked at your tax return? I do not know how somebody can give financial advice if they have not familiarized themselves with a client's tax return. There is so much to look at. It's like a doctor looking at an x-ray. So ask your advisor, ask yourself, are you looking at my tax return? Have you asked for it? Many firms discourage investment advisors from even asking to look at a tax return. They feel that it is perhaps opening up a minefield of litigation because you may get tax advice from somebody who's not qualified. Well, people should be qualified if they're investing your money in all different facets. Switching gear, I want to take credit for something. Those of you who listen to this program know that I emphasize certain stocks that I own. I tell you that I own them, and I tell you not to buy them because Gary Goldberg owns them, because you don't know when I'm going to sell them. But I would say for the past year or two, I have focused on two or three stocks, Amazon, NVIDIA, 
Apple, well, NVIDIA announced a four-for-one stock split. Just like Apple did a few years ago, this is very, very helpful, I believe, even though a stock split in and of itself does nothing. If you have a $100 bill and it splits four-for-one, you end up with four $25 checks. Still $100, right? But here's what I'm getting at. Maybe, just maybe, NVIDIA decided to split their stock, and this is my speculation, I have no knowledge of this, but maybe they want to get into the Dow Jones average. NVIDIA's pre-split price is about $630. If they split, let's round the numbers, four for one, $150, $160 a share. At that level, it would be right in the middle of the pack in terms of getting into the Dow in terms of its price. The Dow Jones is an index weighting. So if you have a stock that is $600 versus a stock that is $150, there would be a distortion. A $600 stock would distort the Dow. It's price weighted. But if they go in at $150, well, perhaps it would be an attractive choice for the Dow Jones index. I'm pointing it out to you, merely my speculation It would have to replace another company. Perhaps it would replace another technology company. So again, I'm giving you a heads up. What technology companies are in the Dow Jones average? IBM is one. It has been a laggard. Intel is one, another laggard. So there are a few that it might replace. Again, pure speculation on the part of Gary Goldberg. I invite you to give me a call at any time. 845-368-0010. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Get a $10 sweet and spicy poke bowl for a limited time with Wegmans Meals to Go. Choose sweet and spicy ahi tuna or shrimp with greens or grains and have it delivered. Order on the app or at mealstogo.com. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Delivery available in select areas. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Give me a call, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Talk to me about investing in high-quality, dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, even in years of a rough market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. Again, give me a call at 845-368-0010 for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me personally. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. 845-368-0010. Have a delicious Italian pasta bowl delivered with Wegmans Meals to Go. For a limited time, order our rigatoni with Sunday sauce and get a free small salad. Limit one small salad per transaction while supplies last. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Delivery available in select areas. Don't fall asleep on the next subject I'm going to mention. I'll make it brief, 
But when I analyze stocks for clients of mine, what I look at, and here's where I don't want you to fall asleep, is something called free cash flow. Earnings are important. Of course they are. You can distort earnings, though. You can have a one-time event. You can put forth earnings that maybe should be held back, but you want to look good. You can't play around with free cash flow. So when I would suggest a company like Amazon, which is one that I have been a fan of for, oh, it's now seven years, and it is my personal largest position, and clients of mine have held it for many, many years, I look at free cash flow. Again, don't buy it because Gary Goldberg says that he owns it. I have to be careful about that. And you know the reasons why. I've given it to you earlier in this program. But a company's free cash flow is the amount of money that it has to do stuff with. The largest company of all with free cash flow is Apple. It had, uh, oh, 80 or so billion dollars, 80 or so billion dollars of free cash flow. What do they do with that free cash flow? Well, they can buy back their stock. They can increase a dividend. They can make acquisitions. Another company with a lot of free cash flow is Amazon. Amazon announced this week they are perhaps, it's still to be formalized, going to take over MGM for eight and a half or nine billion dollars. A lot of money. Comes from free cash flow. They also floated a bond because interest rates are so low. They looked through the windshield. This is the biggest potential takeover since Whole Foods. They end up with James Bond. Who would have ever thought that James Bond would be part of a $9 billion package. Now, on the negative side, the Attorney General of Washington, D.C. decided that he's going to sue Amazon on an antitrust ground. This was before the announcement. Everybody knows that antitrust is a possibility when it comes to Amazon and Google and Facebook. We all know that it's in the headlines. Well, now... The Washington, D.C. Attorney General took a shot at going after Amazon on antitrust. At the time it was announced, Amazon was up about 10 points. Shortly thereafter, it went down 25 points, right on the uh, cusp of the announcement. And then the buyers came in. This is algorithmic trading, computerized trading. The stock ended up about 15 points yesterday. It's up another 15 today as I speak. Remember, I taped this broadcast on a Wednesday for broadcast on Sunday. But the message is, don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in it. It's as predictable, an antitrust suit against Amazon, as me getting less food on an airplane. It comes with the turf. You own a company because it is valuable. And if... At some point, they break up Amazon. Does that mean that the sum of the parts will be less than the sum of the whole? No. And it doesn't mean they'll be successful. It took Microsoft 12 years to fight off an antitrust suit, and they won, and Microsoft made new highs. So don't get freaked out, because I got some phone calls from people who said, oh my goodness, there's an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon filed by the attorney general. His name is Carl Racine the other day. That's not a reason to sell a stock. In fact, if anything, you look at the consensus of what the analysts feel the upside of any particular stock is. 
And you can find out, just Google, what the consensus opinion is on the price target of a stock. That was part of my subject matter last week. And if you want to call me and discuss it, I can get you the information. I enjoy doing this. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing a radio broadcast for 37 years. I wouldn't have been managing money for 47 years. This is what I love. So give me a call, 845-368-0010, and we can have a chat. This is a very interesting period of time in terms of the market. Market turmoil provides you as an investor some real opportunities. If markets go straight up, uh, you eliminate some opportunities. You want pullbacks. Again, mentioned on the last few weeks' show, the market runs in cycles. And when you have so many things going on at one time that are propelling, in my opinion, a higher stock market, you wait for these pullbacks. There are many things that make the market look like you should buy on dips. This is my opinion. You can ask your own advisor. I can have a conversation with you and justify what I'm saying. The Federal Reserve eventually is going to adjust interest rate, but not yet. There's no imminent threat, in my opinion, that they're going to raise interest rates. We have very robust opening of the economy this summer because of COVID vaccinations allowing for more activity. Optimism abounds. So here's another stock that I mentioned probably a month or so ago. Disney. Disney is going to benefit from the opening of the theme parks. They're going to raise prices to make up for some lost revenue. They already announced they're going to do it. Marriott Hotels, another one that is a quality company. So these are companies you can research, talk to your advisor about. Again, if you want any reports from me, 845-368-0010. Do not be bashful. And I certainly will be happy to meet with you. I do not charge for any of the meetings. Um, you can come to my office, as I said. We can have a FaceTime. We can have a Zoom. Whatever you like. I invite you to do so, but I will perhaps give you a second set of eyes, which I think is extremely important for you in this environment. Don't be bashful. And so many of you reach out to me, and you're surprised when I personally answer the telephone or call you back. I do that. I do not walk on water. I do the same thing as you do. I breathe the same air. Yes, I have a lot of experience. And I, uh, I like to bring it forth so that you can at least tap into what knowledge and experience I have. We need to take a break. 845-368-0010. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. You're listening to Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Give me a call, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Talk to me about investing in high-quality dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, 
even in years of a rough market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. Again, give me a call at 845-368-0010 for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me personally. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. 845-368-0010. 845-368-0010. Have you ever thirsted for or dreamt of becoming an entrepreneur, but you didn't quite know how to pursue that dream? Well, I can relate to you because I was that individual. Four decades ago, I started a company with $5,000 of my own savings, and I achieved real financial success. Well, I've decided to write a book for people who also want to pursue that dream, and I share my story along with how you can do it too. The title of the book is How Badly Do You Want It? And if the answer is badly, this book will help you to achieve the financial success that you aspire to reach for. There are testimonials from Steve Forbes, Suzanne Summers, Danny Wegman, and Joe Piscopo. And I encourage you to download How Badly Do You Want It? written by yours truly, Gary Goldberg. It is available on Amazon. And if you are interested in learning how to raise capital, how to convince people to invest in you, and how to attract clients and keep them for four decades, you want to pick up How Badly Do You Want It? All proceeds from the book go to the St. Jude's Children's Research Center. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I had a meeting in my office with a very lovely woman who uh, wanted a second opinion on her portfolio, and she brought it to me. It was a very interesting portfolio, and that's why I'm talking about it here on Money Matters. I would say... 90% of her money was in an investment series called Unit Investment Trusts, UITs. And Unit Investment Trusts are a uh, way for people to invest that I have not been a fan of, quite frankly, and I'll give you the reasons in a moment. But um, 90% of her money was in a Unit Investment Trust, and she probably had close to 20 of them. So number one, my first reaction when I saw this uh, type of a portfolio is there's stock overload. Many of her unit investment trusts own the same securities. So let me tell you what a unit investment trust is because it's a uh, fixed portfolio, and that's critical. It's a fixed portfolio. It's usually of stocks. Sometimes there are bonds, and they are put together by a um, portfolio manager or an investment banker. They seek either capital appreciation or they seek income, but the bottom line is they are a fixed set of securities. They're not managed. A mutual fund is managed. An exchange-traded fund is managed. A unit investment trust is set it and forget it in its purest sense. So they will last for typically two years. They do not take into consideration what is going on in the market. Uh, So the difference is they have a stated expiration date based upon the fact that the investment banker who put them together uh, chose a one or two year period, typically two years, when the portfolio itself terminates. Then what occurs is you can get your money back, you win, lose, or draw, or they roll it into another unit investment trust. They aren't actively traded. That's what I'm telling you. That means the securities that they buy, whether it's stocks or bonds, 
are not bought or sold unless there's a change in the underlying investment, period. That's it. So if you want to sell it, what you do is you redeem them, not like mutual funds, which you redeem at net asset value. Whatever the value of the portfolio is, at the end of the day, you tell your advisor, I want to sell it. And you get that price, the four o'clock closing, the net asset value, the value of the portfolio. In terms of unit investment trusts, they are sold in a secondary market. You may not get the full value of the portfolio. So is this something that you want to put a lot of money in? As a money manager, I don't favor them. And you just heard the reason why. But they do roll over every two years. They have commissions that are built into them. Nothing wrong with somebody earning a living, but you want money management, I would assume. You also have tax implications when you have a unit investment trust. So unless it's in an IRA, you've got to consider not only the risk and reward of what's going on within the market, but you have to weigh the risks and rewards and the cost of investing in a unit investment trust. I prefer... If I'm going to be a passive investor, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, they are very low in cost, they are tax-efficient, and you can pick an index, one that you want to invest in. You can use a microcosm. You can say, hey, I want to invest, hypothetically, don't do it, hypothetically, I want small-cap biotech stocks, and there's an index for that. I want an exchange-traded fund that only invests in IPOs, initial public offerings. There's an ETF for that. You can slice and dice in an ETF. In unit investment trusts, uh-uh, doesn't work that way. But they are very easy for a broker to suggest that their client go into them because they're not actively traded. And then every two years or so, they turn them over. And then there's another fee. And there's really no management. And the fees can go up to 2%. Again, no active management of a trust means that the securities that are in there are not bought or sold to take advantage of market conditions. Mutual funds, ETFs, you can do that. So you've gotten my opinion on them, and uh, there is a difference. So if you're exploring the difference between mutual funds, ETFs, and unit investment trusts, ETFs are my favorite. Mutual funds are second. Unit investment trusts are in third place in Gary Goldberg's opinion. That's all I'm giving you. I like individual stocks very much. I like to do my research. I spend hours a day, literally hours a day doing research. It's not an accident that uh, I have been fortunate enough for myself and clients in the stock market. A lot of work goes into it. You can't be passive when you're investing people's money, can you? very important, not only from a responsible point of view, but your job as a money manager, as a broker, is to do your homework. Many doctors attend seminars. Many doctors fly across the country, not to play golf, but to attend conferences, to learn more. That's what you want in a money manager. You want somebody who is on top of things, who also is not pompous, somebody who can explain things to you somebody who reaches out and keeps in touch with you. Ask yourself, are you getting that right now? 845-368-0010. When we return, 
I'm going to be joined by Greg McBride, the Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com. Don't miss it. He's a great guest. He always is. And we're going to talk about inflation and what the Fed might do. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. What does it mean to stress test your portfolio? You might ask, why would I have to worry about stress testing my portfolio? The fact is, this is a sensible time to do so. A careful investor must be ready for potential downturns, a potentially rougher market climate, and ripple effects from geopolitical events and policies set in Washington. Diversifying your investments is one way to increase the resilience of your portfolio. Minimizing overall risk, investment costs, and tax considerations are other important aspects of concern as well. Proper planning and regular evaluations of your portfolio will better prepare you to weather the next market storm. Is your portfolio stress-tested? Well, give me a call. Gary Goldberg, a no-charge, no-obligation consultation is available to you to stress-test your portfolio. I will walk you through the entire process. 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. And of course, as I mentioned, Greg McBride, the chief financial analyst at bankrate.com, is on with me. The senior financial analyst at Bankrate.com is on with me. It's always a pleasure to welcome Greg on the program. He has been appearing on Money Matters for at least 10 years, and his insights are really terrific when it comes to interest rates, comments about inflation, and Greg, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Gary. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, of course. And um, before we came on the air, you and I were chatting about real estate prices uh, in various locales. And I had just returned from Scottsdale, Arizona. You know, as soon as a parcel of real estate comes on the market in Scottsdale or Phoenix, they line up and they outbid each other above the asking price. I have not seen this phenomenon in uh, generations that probably hasn't occurred, but it's occurring now. Why is it happening, Greg? Well, you're, you're right. I mean, Phoenix in particular, that market is hot and not just because the temperatures are in triple digits. <laughs> um, you know, that it, Phoenix was one of the top markets nationally for price appreciation. And, and you know, what we're seeing, and it's not just in that area, you're seeing this across the country, there is a massive imbalance between supply and demand. And, and you know, supply, the homes available for sale, it was low coming into the pandemic, and it's only gotten lower since. And so you've got a record low number of homes available for sale. At the same time, we've seen a surge in demand for a variety of reasons. Millennials are in this home buying phase of life. People that were locked down during the pandemic or now have the flexibility to work from home are like, yeah, this setup needs to change. Let's let's buy a place. Uh, or they have geographic flexibility that they didn't previously have. And mortgage rates are at record lows. So, you know, there's a little bit of buying power there that, you know, didn't exist a, a year ago. I want to throw in one other ingredient. How about the extremely high unrest in cities now? I mean, the turmoil that's occurring in cities is mind-boggling. It's all over the headlines. And people may be saying, you know, I want to get out and go to the suburbs and I want to buy a house and stop with all of this havoc and stabbings and criminal activity that's going on in the cities. 
Isn't that another factor? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that factor is, uh, I think that's an ever-present factor. Um, you know, I think that, you know, like the uh, like so many other trends, the pandemic has kind of stepped on the gas pedal and accelerating trends that were likely to underway even coming into the pandemic. I mentioned the millennials being uh, in, in home buying uh, phase. You know, there was a lot of gnashing of teeth over the last decade or so about how millennials aren't buying houses at the same pace as their preceding generations. But, you know, a lot of that is because the nature of work is changed. And so a lot of millennials that were you know, investing in their career with career mobility and maybe sharing a downtown loft with three roommates at age 26, they're 36 now and they're skipping right over the starter home and they're getting that place out in the suburbs with a backyard and a garage. So, uh, you know, the, the pandemic has, I think it certainly uh, accelerated that trend, which we had started to see the early fruits of, uh, you know, even back to, to 2019. Greg, are banks willing to make loans as easily as they did in the past? Uh, because I've noticed there are a number of online lenders that are now popping up and, uh, it appears that they have money to spend. Is that a trend where money is now available? Well, money is available, but you have to be a qualified borrower. This is not 2006 where it was the wild, wild west. And, you know, they had those so-called liar loans and ninja loans where, you know, nobody had to, you know, prove their incomes or they could fabricate incomes and get, you know, massive loans that, you know, they, they really couldn't truly afford. No, you, you have to have money for a down payment, good credit, strong credit, uh, and, uh, you know, proof of income. And, it, you know, right now what we're seeing is that there's a, been a boom in mortgage lending, both on the refinancing side and now on the purchase side, but that it is uh, skewing very heavily towards those deeper pocketed, uh, higher income, really high credit score consumers. The average credit score of, of people getting mortgages has been, you know, approaching 780. So it's, you know, this is not the wild, wild west of 2006. Mortgage credit's available, but you got to do more than fog a mirror in order to, to get the loan. So let me um, uh, piggyback what you just said. Suppose, let's use a scenario where somebody was a high earner. They were earning a good uh, six-figure sum. Then they decide to retire and they decide that they want to buy a home in another geographical area. They no longer have the income they had when they were working. Do they show up at the bank with their hat in their hand and basically begging for a mortgage, or does the lender take into consideration the fact that, yeah, these were significant people, they earned a lot of money, and his income has come down? What do they now focus on? Well, in that situation, you're probably looking for lenders and, and, and specific programs that are, are geared toward people in that situation. And so, for example, a lot of local and community banks, uh, they hold their loans in their their own books. They don't sell them off. And so they've got a lot of parameters in terms of setting the, the guidelines on you know what it takes to get a loan with them. And so a situation like that, they may be much more flexible with, okay, yeah, we can see you have other assets, you have investment income coming in in lieu of that previous paycheck and being comfortable with that. So, you know, it's, you know, Maybe it's that square peg that doesn't fit into the round hole of the traditional, uh, you know, lending programs on on government sponsored mortgages. But you know, between uh, local community banks, uh, other lenders that you know oftentimes work with, you know, asset management firms, for example, um, you know, that that may take into account someone's securities portfolio uh, as you know, either in lieu of income or or as potential collateral for the loan. Those type of programs are out there, and I think in that situation, you want to look more in that direction than the traditional route. 
So if somebody is retiring and most of their money is in their IRA or 401k, uh, and they go to the bank and they say, hey, I've got X millions of dollars, but it's in a retirement account. Does the bank look at that differently and discount it in view of the fact that there are taxes due when withdrawals are made? Yeah, there there is some projection that's going to go into that in terms of how not only how much is going to be withdrawn, but uh, you know the, the the fact that you know what does that translate to in terms of of net pay? Uh, you know, a lot of the traditional loan programs lenders may be a little reluctant to get down that road simply because you know they they're not keeping the loan; they're going to turn around and sell it, and so you know they're really beholden to whatever the requirements are of the program they're selling it into. That's why you know you look at these local community banks that you know they. You know, they're in a, a situation where they, they deal with situations like this on a more frequent basis and accommodate that. So, you know, they probably, you know, have you know, a, a track record of, you know, lending to others in the community that have gone down that path before. They recently retired. They have a sizable retirement account. They're going to begin taking withdrawals uh, and, you know, they, they're going to they're, they're, they're going to have no problem making the payments. They're a secure borrower. They just don't have that demonstrated track record of investment income uh, that uh, a more traditional loan program might require. Greg, in your opinion, uh, and also at bankrate.com, are we in kind of a new economy where the days of high mortgage rates are history? Or in view of uh, decisions forthcoming from the Fed, will we see once again 6 7 8% mortgages, in your opinion? Well, we're a long way from 6 7 or 8% on, on mortgage rates, but uh, I'm not going to say that that's not plausible. Um, you know, we've seen record low mortgage rates uh, over the last year, and I know that that's a term that's been well worn. But <laughs> the record lows of this past year are, are, you know, we levels that are well below what had previously been the record lows, and so this is likely to be more temporary than permanent. And so, you know, the rates that are you're getting at two and a half percent today, you know, down the road we're probably more likely to see three and a half four and a half, yeah, those kind of things. And maybe, you know, maybe even more depending upon what happens with things like inflation. Uh, so like I said, long way from, you know, six, seven or 8%, but certainly not out of the realm of possibility. Also bearing in mind that it wasn't too long ago, we thought the idea of a two and a half percent mortgage rate was just unfathomable. And yet here we are. The best advice I've given to people now, even if they have a 4% mortgage is don't be bashful, show up at your bank in fact, I told my son to do this uh, in the state of Colorado. I said, show up at your bank and say, you know, that three and three quarter percent mortgage that you were kind enough to give me a number of years ago, I'd like you to sharpen your pencil. And uh, I believe that he'll get a reduction. Is that something that people should do, even if they think they have a relatively low mortgage rate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing now that the, you know, the typical borrower that comes to bank rate paying zero points. They're not paying any out-of-pocket fees to buy down the rate. They're still locking in rates that are about 2.75, 2.8% on a 30-year fixed with no points. So, you know, use that as a barometer. A lot of people walking around with three and a half or four percent mortgages that at the time they got it was a record low and thought, oh, never need to refinance this baby. Well, you know, here we are, and you're in a position now where rates are are, are you know significantly lower than those previous record lows. You're in a position where you can profitably refinance. I would encourage people to do so because the risk going forward as, you know, the economy continues to open up, as, you know, the economy you know, really revs up into a higher gear, the risk is that rates go up, not 
likelier that they go down or even really stay down for any predetermined period of time. So, uh, yes, there's def- very definitely an opportunity there. But, you know, I would encourage those that have been on the fence to, you know, to act sooner rather than later. And don't be bashful, ladies and gentlemen. The baby that doesn't cry does not get fed. So you want to go to bankrate.com and you want to go to that website and you'll learn a lot of things about mortgage rates, about money market rates, uh, and a slew of information relating to your money. And Greg, the website is? Bankrate.com. And check out that mortgage search engine we have. We do the comparison shopping for you. So we make it really easy to find a loan at very competitive terms uh, in your area. By all means, include that in your comparison shopping. Greg McBride, as always, I appreciate your knowledge and experience. Thank you, Greg McBride at Bankrate.com. I think one of the key things you heard is that banks right now are willing at no expense to you to refinance. That is uh, a rarity indeed. So walk into your bank, the bank that is holding your current mortgage, and tell them that there's a lot of competition out there. You'd like to retain the relationship, but what can you do for me? What is it that is available that uh, you can provide to me? You owe that to yourself and to your family, and again, do not be bashful. I encourage my son to do that, and uh, he is going to refinance his mortgage Uh, In the state of Colorado, he's going to the bank, first of all, that is carrying the mortgage, and then he'll do some comparison shopping. I suggest you do the same thing. Give me a call anytime, 845-368-0010. I'm Gary Goldberg. This is Money Matters. Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Get a $10 sweet and spicy poke bowl for a limited time with Wegmans Meals to Go. Choose sweet and spicy ahi tuna or shrimp with greens or grains and have it delivered. Order on the app or at mealstogo.com. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Delivery available in select areas. Investment plans are not one size fits all. Your needs might be different from your neighbors and your friends. Are you looking to invest for long-term value? Do you need more income? What do you want to leave to your heirs? Cookie-cutter investment plans might suffice for some, but they don't work for everyone. Is your current financial strategy tailored to your needs? Call me, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. I will sit down with you, look at your state of finances and your investment needs, whether it be to prepare for retirement or if you are already enjoying your golden years and would like to make your money work better for you. We've been providing real money management for real people for over 40 years, weathering the ups and downs of the markets. Call me today for a free consultation about what kind of investment plan is best for you. 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. And thank you for listening to Money Matters. Have a delicious Italian pasta bowl delivered with Wegmans Meals To Go. For a limited time, order our rigatoni with Sunday sauce and get a free small salad. Limit one small salad per transaction while supplies last. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Delivery available in select areas. During the week, I received a number of calls from uh, you listeners who wanted to know information, who wanted to get information relating to a particular investment that I did mention on last week's program, because it was an exchange-traded fund whose objective was to pay a consistent annual distribution of 7%, a consistent annual distribution of 7%. That's their goal. No matter what they have to do, they're going to try to get you 7%. It sounds great, and I don't want people to say, oh, 
I can get 7% in this without a risk. There are risks involved in this particular ETFs, and I really want to make it clear. If you don't care about the underlying value of your investment and its fluctuation, and you want to get a 7% return, the objective of this particular exchange-traded fund is to satisfy you. The symbol is HNDL, Harry Nancy David L. It's the only fund that I know of, the only ETF I know of, that commits to a 7% yield. Whether they hit it or not remains to be seen, but that's their objective. Why am I hesitant to say just rush out and buy it and get a 7% yield? Because federal funds rates are basically zero. 10% treasuries are about three quarters of a percent. 30-year treasuries are, oh, one and five-eighths percent. So how do you get 7%? Well, this particular ETF uses some trickery. They use some maneuvers. They invest in some lower quality as well as higher quality investments. They blend them. But their objective, as I said, is to get you 7%. They use dividend stocks. They use preferred stocks. They use closed-end mutual funds, real estate investment trusts, limited partnerships. Uh, They hold all of those assets. If your total return is what you are interested in, don't just blindly jump into this because it can go up, it can go down. And if you just want the dividend, that's one thing. Another thing they use when I did the digging is they use some leverage. In order to get the 7% dividend out there to you, what they will do is they will borrow as much as 25% leverage, it's called, margin, it's called, in order to get the distribution. What's the risk in that? Well, the risk is if interest rates go up, so does the cost of borrowing, just like an individual. So that if you have all of these dividend-paying securities and bonds and whatever is in there throwing off only six and a half or six and three quarters percent, They will borrow some money to get you the 7%, but I would consider that return of your own capital. But I wanted to at least elaborate on that investment that I covered last week because I got so many calls saying, hey, what's the the symbol on that? And um, I gave it to people with the caveat. Now, I am a fan of the dividend aristocrats. Those are the companies that raise their dividends all the time. There are some dividend stocks that have raised their dividends for over 50 years. There are some that have raised them 57 years. Triple M, for example, Coca-Cola, Colgate-Palmolive. Those are companies that have raised their dividends consistently. Johnson & Johnson, there's another one, Procter & Gamble. Now, those are the dividend kings. The dividend aristocrats raise their dividends consistently 25 years in a row. They also have to be members of the S&P 500. They have to have uh, at least $5 million of daily share uh, activity for three months. And that is something that I favor. These are the quality companies. And I want to share that with you. All that glitters is not gold. If you're making 7, 8, 9, 10%, you must look behind the curtain and see how it is done. Then you can make a decision. And if you need some help making the decision, I can help you. I'll give you the information. And just keep in mind that interest rates at some point are going to head higher, which makes bonds not attractive. So if I'm looking at someone's portfolio in my second opinion service, 
I want to know how much of their portfolio is in bonds. The person I met with that I was alluding to with the unit investment trusts had about 20 percent in uh, in bonds. Not so bad, but you're giving up the growth on 20 percent. Sometimes I will see people with 50 to 60 percent in bonds. They use that age old ratio based upon a person's age. If you're age 60, you should have 60 percent in bonds, 40 percent in stocks. Uh uh-uh, uh, it doesn't work that way anymore. Is that what you're doing? I hope not, because you're giving up your growth. I like uh, variable annuities a lot. The only kind of annuity out of the four categories that I like. I've used them extensively since 1998. I'm very happy with the way that they can be used because there are underlying guarantees which you pay for. Insurance riders cost money, but at least the principal is insured for your estate. You also have guaranteed income streams. So there are many different approaches that you can use when you are investing your money. Give me a call, 845-368-0010. You're listening to Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. You're listening to Money Matters with Gary Goldberg. Income matters, and it can come from many sources. We at Money Matters like dividend-paying stocks. We prefer high-quality dividend-paying stocks, not for everything in your investment portfolio and not all of the time. Still, if you're seeking income after retirement, look for companies with a history of raising their dividends on a regular basis. Give me a call, Gary Goldberg, at 845-368-0010. That's 845-368-0010. Talk to me about investing in high-quality dividend-paying stocks and how to integrate them into your portfolio. Quality dividend-paying stocks can bring you income during retirement, even in years of a rough market landscape or a period of slow economic growth. Again, give me a call at 845-368-0010 for a conversation about dividend-paying stocks or to set up a no-charge, no-obligation consultation with me personally. I have been providing real money management for real people for over four decades. 845-368-0010. 845-368-0010. Have you ever thirsted for or dreamt of becoming an entrepreneur, but you didn't quite know how to pursue that dream? Well, I can relate to you because I was that individual. Four decades ago, I started a company with $5,000 of my own savings, and I achieved real financial success. Well, I've decided to write a book for people who also want to pursue that dream, and I share my story along with how you can do it too. The title of the book is How Badly Do You Want It? And if the answer is badly, this book will help you to achieve the financial success that you aspire to reach for. There are testimonials from Steve Forbes, Suzanne Summers, Danny Wegman, and Joe Piscopo. And I encourage you to download How Badly Do You Want It, written by yours truly, Gary Goldberg. It is available on Amazon. And if you are interested in learning how to raise capital, how to convince people to invest in you, and how to attract clients and keep them for four decades, you want to pick up How Badly Do You Want It. All proceeds from the book go to the St. Jude's Children's Research Center. Every investor knows that when you buy a stock, there's a risk of it's going to go down. That's just the reality of investing. You buy at the uh, very bottom, it's pure luck, just like when you sell at the very top, it's purely luck. So you have to brace yourself. When you buy and it's comes down while you're a human being and it doesn't feel very good. But you must look at the longer term. From day to day, moves in stocks are very random. 
You have no idea what you're going to pay at any given point in time. What you want to look at, of course, is the underlying quality of the company that you are investing in. I often, for people for decades, have told them to invest in companies, number one, that they understand. Number two, ideally, they have a moat around them so the competition cannot penetrate their business model. And I also suggest to people, stop looking at stock prices so often. You might be near panic for no reason just because the stock comes down. Ideally, you keep some powder dry and you buy on the dips. What happens in the first month is almost always completely irrelevant. You're buying for a longer period of time when you invest in the stock market. You want to have a chat with me? Give me a call. 845-368-0010. I'll give you a second set of eyes on your current portfolio, and I'll do my best to guide you in an appropriate way. Thank you for listening. This has been Gary Goldberg on Money Matters. Make it a great day. Securities offered through Newbridge Securities Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and investment advisory services offered through Newbridge Financial Services Group Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Office of Supervisory Jurisdiction, 1200 North Federal Highway, Suite 400, Boca Raton, Florida, 33432, toll free number 877-447-9625. This is not an offer to purchase or sell a security. Such offers can only be made after a thorough review of offering materials and a sustainability review by a qualified professional. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. This information is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote market or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. Please note that Gary Goldberg, Newbridge Securities Corp. and Newbridge Financial Services Group Incorporated and their affiliates do not give legal or tax advice. You are encouraged to consult your tax advisor or attorney. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.